from San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about what you need to do to be prepared in the event of a family emergency. And as we start each and every one extraordinary marriage show with a quote, I couldn't think of anything better than the Boy Scout motto, which is simply this, be prepared. Mm-hmm. You're going to be talking a lot about what you need to do to be prepared and the impact that it has on your marriage by being prepared. But before we do that, we'd like to bring you this week's hug, a little bit of love from the One Extraordinary Marriage community. And this week's hug is brought to you by One Extraordinary Marriage's Trust Me Again workshop. You've asked for it and here it is. So many of you have said that trust is the number one area that you want to work on in your marriage. So mark your calendars for May 6th when Tony and I will be hosting the Trust Me Again online workshop. We're going to be covering all aspects of the trust process from how trust is broken to what you both need to do to rebuild the trust in your marriage and more. Plus all workshop attendees will receive three amazing bonuses. The contract of reconciliation, 10 inspirational and motivational printables, six reasons why trust is broken checklist. You're going to get all of that plus the 60 minute workshop for only $19. So sign up today at trustmeagain.com. So let's jump into that hug. This actually came from an email uh, from a new listener and said, I want to thank you so much for the transparencies that transparency that is shown in the podcast. I came across the podcast via iTunes a couple weeks ago and downloaded them all. Sweet. I began at number one and I'm currently have made it to number 11. I will say that I've skipped around a bit and each and every time I enjoy the honesty. As I continued listening, I thought about the scripture, Acts 4, 32 to 33. I had to order the 101 questions for couples and join the community. My wife and I have made time to start asking the questions. And he puts in parentheses, uninterrupted by the kids. Which is always good. Makes it a lot easier to actually have a conversation. Yeah. He goes on to say, I cannot tell you how much this has helped my wife and I to dig deep into things that we may have taken for granted. This has sparked both of us listening to the podcast together and just connecting to the sheer realness of knowing we aren't the only ones dealing with issues. I pray that you guys keep this ministry going and that God will continue to lead, guide, and give you strength to press on. Thank uh, you thank so you. much. And, and, you know... At episode eleven, we were we were going strong. I mean, heck, it, there was there was a lot of zest, and we were just excited. And for those of you who've been part of the One Family for years now, you know, it was right around episode eighty four, eighty five that I was sort of done. done. <laughs> and luckily, I took some time. And with Elisa, you know, when we talk about going over questions and asking each other stuff, you know, she asked some pretty pointed questions and able to answer those honestly and truthfully. And I'm glad she did because we wouldn't be here today where we are five plus years later, still doing the show and still impacting marriages around the world. And you guys being able to go out there and impact marriages in your own community. Mm -hmm. So, you know, asking and answering some questions can sometimes open you up and, and help you realize what's going on. So thank you all 
for your continued support. And um, we don't see this ending anytime soon. No, and we'll put a link. The listener mentioned um, the questions, 101 questions. So we'll put a link to connectlikeyoudid.com in the show notes for you. um, So that for those of you that are curious as to what those questions are that have sparked the conversations and just the time um, and the connection that that couple is experiencing, we'll have a link to that in the show notes. So this whole idea, jumping into today's show of being prepared, actually came from an email that we received from a listener. And this is uh, what she said. She said, I can't remember if you guys have done a show on getting your house in order, but I think it would be a great idea. We have a very dear neighbor, Boy Scout parent and friend of ours that suddenly his heart stopped last week for no reason. Mm. And though they got his heart started again and life lighted him to a nearby hospital, it's with great sadness that we found out that the MRI they performed on him came up with no brain activity and he Mm. will be pulled from life support very soon. His wife and three children are, of course, devastated. When we went to visit him in the hospital this past weekend, his wife told us of how he, of course, took care of all the finances. She didn't even know the password to their bank account to pay the bills. She didn't even know the password to get into his computer. He took care of everything. They also didn't have a will. This, of course, hit home Mm. for us as we don't have a will made either, and the husband was only a few months older than us. I can't imagine what his wife and family are going through, and I'm sure the thought of having to figure things out that he naturally took care of is only going to add to the burden of his passing. I don't want to see other couples go through what our dear friends are going through. If anything, I'm praying that his life and sadly his death can help other couples to do as the Boy Scout motto goes, be prepared. I know that we're going to make it a priority to make sure our house is in order, that when one day the same thing happens to us, the other won't have to go through this type of burden. This is huge. Um, you know, we haven't we haven't done a, a, a full episode on being prepared. I think we've touched on it over various over the course of the, the years. years. Yeah, especially when we get into the financial intimacy area, because you know, financial intimacy does include this. And typically when we're talking, we're talking about, hey, you guys need to open up and talk about this stuff first and foremost. You know, hey, we have these credit cards, we have these banking accounts, we we have this going on and that going on. And obviously, if you're not truthful and honest with each other about what's going on in your finances, things like this can start to happen because it's going to be really murky and and tough for the surviving spouse to go through and find everything. So one area is being prepared. And this is something I know we have talked about because Elisa and I did set up our own will and our living trust. Mm-hmm. Some years back, I want to say it was... Well, if it's got to be nine years. Okay. So nine years ago now when um, my cousin, her husband was out and passed away. She was home with three boys under five at the time. Four. Under four. And was pregnant with their fourth child. And so firsthand, we know, and you probably do too, how that can impact somebody. Elisa was the first one on hand at my cousin's house that night. I was actually coming back from a Clippers game, I believe, from LA um, when I got the phone call. And so, you know, that really made us go, okay, what are we doing? Prior to that time, I will say... We did not have any life insurance. No, we did have life insurance, but we didn't have any. We didn't have any trust or will documents. But we did have life insurance because I had to increase mine. 
Oh, that's right. We did have it, but we increased it. Mm-hmm. Correct. Because it was low. Right. And, and, you know, in this particular scenario that Tony's talking about with his cousin um, and her husband, the husband was actually the stay-at-home parent. Right. And they had a very little life insurance policy on him because what's going to happen to him? Right. And, and of course, the scenario plays out that he's the one that dies young and dies early. And so for us, the one thing that we had had in place, and I think we only got it when Alex was, you know, like when we were pregnant with Alex was life insurance. We're like, okay, we mm-hmm. need to protect. But we didn't know at that time that we needed to have all of our trust documents in place. And so for those of you that have kids and guys, I'm going to tell you, this is not an easy podcast to do because what are we talking about? We're talking about family crisis, family emergency, and potentially death. Right. Right. Like th- this is the whole, what's the inevitability here? Somebody dies, especially somebody dying unexpectedly. And why you guys probably don't even want to talk about it because you don't want to look and face your own mortality. And yet you need to, mm-hmm. you, you have to step almost, if you're one of those people that is just like, I can't think about my own mortality, you know, it's going to make me cry, husband or wife, thinking about the kids, my spouse, you almost have to step back a little bit and above it and go, okay, I want to be able to protect. I want to, I want to have an umbrella over my family in the event something does happen. God forbid, we, we hope you don't die an early death. Believe me, neither do we. We hope that you live a long life, prosperous mm-hmm. life. You know, like my grandmother, when she passed away at 91 years old, she lived a full life. And we hope the same for you. But the reality is, is that that's not always going to happen. I mean, right. We have we have an Instagram follower who I had put something up about you know um, changing the why me to what can I do with this, and mm-hmm. she shared on Instagram that she had lost her husband just a few days prior, mm-hmm. and, and was just struggling with that. So it happens. And while it's hard to talk about death, it's hard to talk about guardianship for your kids. Like who's going to take care of my kids? I mean, that was the toughest conversation. Like we could get all of our, you know, medical trust and all of our trust documents together, but we got hung up on the guardianship. And for a lot of you with kids, that's, that's going to be the stumbling block. But here's the thing. If you don't decide where your kids are going to go, the courts are going to step in and decide for you. And they may decide to split up your kids. They made, you know, the rules vary from state to state. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not, but I'm just giving you a little friendly advice that it's much better if you decide where your kids are going to go than somebody else. And to put it in writing. So like in our case, our kids know that we have all of our trust documents. We have medical directives. We have, you know, the will, everything has been spelled out. Although even as we were preparing for this show, we realized that, Things have changed since we did do that. So it's time for us to go back to our attorney who set it all up and we need to do an update on it. We need to look over those things because life changes. Things have changed. Our kids are older now. You know, people that are on there, we need to take them off and we we need to add new people on. You know, where do we want our money divvied up in the event when we do pass? Majority of it is going to our kids, and yet there are organizations that we love that we want those funds to go to as well. But that has changed, mm-hmm. and how much we want to give those organizations have changed. And so we, in preparing for this, looked at each other and were like, okay, we need to do this as well. And like we say most of the time when we do these shows, a lot of it is it's something that we need to do. We thank 
the one family and this one listener for bringing it up because it brought it back to our attention. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you know what? This is something we do need to do again. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, I mean, just like we read in, I read in this email from a listener and I used to work in banking and I can't tell you how many women came in after their husbands died knowing nothing about their finances. I was talking to a real estate agent today, similar situation with a real estate transaction. Husband dies in the middle of the real estate transaction and she's left, you know, the house ends up in probate because things have been all moved around. Just a nightmare, just a nightmare. And so, you know, what are some of those things that you need to have that you can literally get your hands on at the drop of a hat? And this isn't just for you. This is also for your loved ones because I will tell you, my kids know who their first guardians are, because we have three listed. They know who the first ones are. They know if something were to happen to me and Tony, they know that they're protected, right? And so, you know, it gives them a peace of mind of knowing what if is already been taken care of. So first thing, just have a list with the names and date of birth and cell phone numbers for everybody in the family. So if you've got kids, I've got cell phones, you know, everybody. So that at a glance, you've just got this pertinent information of who your nuclear family is, you know, name, address, and phone number. Cause some of you may have adult children that aren't in the home, but just keep that all together. Right. Because I mean, I know Tony's mom kept an address card for us, you know, in the first 10 years of our marriage, good grief. I think she had like three index cards cause we kept moving, but she had it there in, in the event of emergency to be able to reach us. You also need to have, you know, who are going to be those first five people that you're going to call in the event of emergency, friends, family, your church. I will tell you, I've got friends, um, living here in San Diego. We have lots of Marines in and around our community. You know, we've got what three bases and Navy and, and yeah, with, between the Navy and the Marines, um, the sailors and the Marines, we've got quite a huge military presence here. And I will tell you, I know that I'm on a few military contact lists for girlfriends in the event that something happens, I know I'm on there and they've got this list when their spouses are on deployment in case something happens, right? They've got it. So we need to take a note or a page from the military deployment handbook and start bringing this into our lives. Who are those people? You know, for those of you that have kids, where do your kids go to school? My in-laws would have no idea where to find my kids if something happened to me and Tony during the day. Right? I mean, they're, they're not living in our community. They don't regularly go to the schools. If somebody were to have to pick up your kids, where do they go to get your kids? Mm -hmm. You know, name, address, phone number. I mean, just put it on there, guys. Make it easy for somebody to walk. You know, and I don't care if this is something that everybody knows is in the junk drawer or for those of you that still put stuff up on your refrigerator, on the refrigerator, but everybody in your family should know where this document is. And, and for those of you, we're going to go through this. Come on back here to uh, oneextraordinarymarriage.com. Um, search for this episode 267. And in the show notes, we have a PDF document. It is six pages long of all of this. It's ready for you. Just click it, download it, print it. We're going to go over, those, over these because we want you to understand why these need to be on there. But more importantly, you need to come back, oneextraordinarymarriage.com, look up, you know, go down the search thing, 267, and right there, you can download this in PDF, fill it's it a, out. It's a free PDF, guys. There's no excuse for not doing this. Yeah. Unless, the, only, the only reason you wouldn't do this is if you've already got it done. Yeah. And if you have, congrats. Thank Way you for go. being a step ahead of us. 
Next thing, have your babysitter's information there. And the reason for this is that in an emergency, your babysitter can be a source of stability for your kids. And so having their contact information easily accessible for anybody that would be coming in an emergency situation. And also, you know, with family coming in, you know, things are in upheaval and you may have to be taking care of certain events or needing to leave the house, you know. And so if somebody is there, they can also call on the babysitter. If Maybe they can set something up, you know. It's just one other person that you can just have there on hand if they are available. Mm -hmm. Uh, Doctor and dentist information for everyone in the family. This again, you know, I mean, I always go back to if my mother-in-law or my mom were to come to my house, would they, what would they need to know to take care of my kids or even take care of Tony? You know, heaven forbid something happens to me and Tony, you know, whatever that is, who are their doctors, Mm -hmm. right? Where do they go? Heck for your, for your spouse. I mean, it's something, I don't know at least as doctors and their names and their phone numbers. Or and even where, where the kids go. I mean. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hear these names, but where are they? And, you know, these things change. So, again, this is a, a living document. This is something that, you know, maybe it's once a year you're pulling it out and going, okay, you know what? We're going to go through this again. Because think about it. I mean, I could easily be out of town on a business trip or something, and Tony's got to take one of the kids to the doctor's. If I'm not accessible because I'm in a meeting or a conference or something, him just having that information going, oh, I know that's on the emergency list. He could just look, get it handled, and I don't even need to be in the loop. Yep. So for those of you that have created your trust documents, um, the location of where they're kept, you know, if you've got them in, you know, a safe, if you've got them in a safe deposit box, if you've got them in a box under the bed, not the best place in the box under the bed. However, the most important thing is that it's on this document where they're located. So in the event of an emergency, your spouse knows where to find them. And for those of you that don't have trust documents, and we're talking, you know, it's our living will, we have all of our medical directives in there, we have powers of attorney, medical power of attorney, durable power of attorney, find an estate planning attorney or um, someone who does estate planning, they're not always attorneys, and get these documents in order guys. I mean, emergencies happen, you know, and we're not just talking death, you know, something, Tony's a cyclist. Um, cyclists get hit by cars. We were just having this conversation earlier today and things happen to them. So I need to know as his wife, if something were to happen to Tony, what are his wishes? It's all spelled out in a document. I and don't. if you're looking for somebody, you know, go to your network. Mm-hmm. If you have a real or not a, an insurance agent, you know, ask them. That's how we got introduced to our person was through our insurance agent. Ask around, you know, ask your network, find somebody, interview a couple of them and pick one Mm -hmm. and go with it. Um, If you got to save for it, save for it. It's worth it. And heck, there are even other ones that you can do online. And if you want to go through that process, then go for it. You know, this is a Nike moment. Just do it. It 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 truly truly is. And and I understand if you have some hesitation. We were there ourselves because of what Elisa was talking about. You know, oh my gosh, you know where are the kids gonna go and this and that and it's all these big weighty questions that you really want to just ignore because you don't see it ever happening 
And yet I'm glad we did go through it. It allowed us to grow closer together as a couple understanding, you know, like Elisa said, the medical directives, you know, if she's in a vegetative state, what does she want done? If I'm in a vegetative state, what do I want done? And those questions and understanding is huge. I mean, you want to talk about emotional intimacy and growing closer together. This is a time that you do. You do grow closer together because you understand. And you, it's some big weighty questions that maybe you've never asked each other. And you just get to learn more. It's like, hey, this is this is the way I want to go. You know, if my brain isn't working, pull the plug. I want to be cremated. L- lay me out on the Pacific Crest Trail. That's where I want to go. You know, doesn't need to be, be this big old ordeal. But that's the way I would love to be remembered. And I, <laughs> Elisa's looking at me like, I'm starting what? to tear up. Oh, okay. Because I'm just remembering what I said to you the day that we signed our documents. And I looked at Tony and I said, okay, you can die now. Because I, not that I'm asking him to, not that I want him to, although, you know, there've been those times where I'm just like, go away, uh, <laughs> go away. We not all have, an, we all have, yeah, we all have those moments in marriage. Yes, but do. I felt secure. I felt like we had taken, everything was in order so that if something happened to him, I wouldn't be left in a state of complete confusion and just helplessness. So, you know, get those documents done, know where they're located, have the name and phone number of the executor of your trust on this document. They're going to be the first person that's going to need to be contacted, especially in the event of a death, to handle all of this. you know, so you're going to want to have their contact information easily accessible. You're going to want to also, if you've got other important documents, maybe there are business documents, you know, the birth certificates for everybody, you know, all of these types of things, where is that stuff located? Do you know? And just put it here on this document so that you know at a glance if something happens, I know where to find the birth certificates. I know where to find the social security cards. Don't just assume that your spouse knows where these things are. Yeah, if you have a safety deposit box, online banking, any of that stuff, you know, those are important, that's important information. And we even say, you know, hey, you don't need to put, spell out all the, the, the account information and everything. I mean. In fact, don't. Yeah. Th- th- this is a document that's going to be, but to have, you know, a portion, you know, the last, last four. four of, you know, your account information. And that's one of the things, one of the other things, you know, the location of where you have bank accounts and the last four digits of those accounts, you may be a couple that has accounts in multiple banks or financial institutions. You may have retirement account. You may have stuff all over. It's not uncommon anymore. So where are those accounts? Because, you know, you hear of money when people die of money kind of being lost because the survivors don't even know it exists. So they can't collect it or they can't, you know, and so it's just money that really kind of disappears. Mm-hmm. Let your, let your family know where that money is and not because they're going to go after it, but because in the event that something happens, you, you've earned that money. You saved that money for a reason, right? So you also need to have on that list, name, address, and phone number of your insurance agents and policies. Right. So car insurance, life insurance, Uh, If you own a home, so you have homeowner's insurance or renter's insurance. Um, What other insurance policies? Those are the big ones. Those are the big ones. Disability. Disability. Can be be one that you have. Uh, You know, if you've got other vehicles, you know, boats and things like that. You know, anything that you've got insurance policy on, 
include that information Mm -hmm. because again, who's thinking where that stuff is? Uh, you know, and then you're having to dig through paperwork and you're like, okay, where'd they keep the paperwork? Cause they didn't leave the information on the information sheet. Just make it easy. One of the best gifts. And, and I will say this from personal experience. When my grandmother died. This was two years ago now. More, wasn't it? Four, like maybe four. four. Try to remember. Anyway, when she died, she had her complete house in order. I mean, this woman had prepaid her funeral. She had taken care of, I mean, and what I mean, by, like she had she's already awesome. decided what she wanted. Yeah, she had paid awesome. for everything. So all they basically had to do was take her body to the, to the mortuary or to the funeral home. And, and the rest of it literally was all taken care of. She'd picked out her flowers. She'd picked out the casket. It's kind of like my grandmother was. But I look at what that meant. She lived a long life too. Yes, she did. I I looked at what that meant for her children and grandchildren for not having to make all of those decisions and think about where's the money going to come from for this. She made it easy for them. It was like her last gift to them was making it easy and Mm -hmm. having everything spelled out. You know, and again, you know, other important people that you would want to have on this list would be, you know, for those of you that have financial advisors, financial planners, um, that person's name and phone number, because they're probably administering your 401k or any of your retirement plans that have beneficiaries. So any account that you have that has a beneficiary on it, a beneficiary at time of death or incapacitation, you're going to want to have that information also listed because if something happens to you, then there are beneficiaries. And so you need to have that information at your fingertips. And you know, again, this has been a ton of information and a ton of different ways that we've kind of gone through who needs to be on here and why you need to have this. And, and we put it together in that six page PDF. Mm-hmm. A- and we wanted this to just be a gift from us to you because we know what it's meant to our marriage to have this information together to know passwords and, you know, I'm cautious about this document does not have any passwords on it, but there should be a place in your marriage where you guys know the passwords because, and and that's something the two of you have to work out. We're still, when we get that part figured out, we'll share it with you guys because we're still navigating it ourselves. So actually for all you listening, if you've got a good password storage, whether it's an app or something that you have found that works great for storing passwords, would love to hear about it. Why are you looking at me like that? Uh, Chivalry Bean mentioned something a while ago. Okay, Chivalry Bean, mention it again to us because apparently I didn't listen the first time. Yeah, (laughs) and I didn't, I looked at it and then didn't do anything with it. So there you go. Hit me up, dude. (laughs) So call out for a listener. Um, That being said, Make the time to do this. It's an incredible exercise in emotional intimacy. Mm-hmm. It is something that will be, could potentially be challenging for the two of you because it does require that you think about your mortality. You think about diminished health. I want you to flip that on its head and instead of looking at the negatives in this, look at how you can make this a positive. Look at what you will be giving to your spouse and to your family by making these decisions now when you're able to, putting these safeties in place when you're able to instead of waiting for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we're not guaranteed tomorrow, guys. We're not. So why not give your family this amazing gift of love and do a little bit of planning? Get a little bit uncomfortable with this, guys. Because when you die, your loved ones are unbelievably uncomfortable. 
what kind of gift can you give to them to make it just a little easier? Yeah. So again, like Elisa said, come on back over here to oneextraordinarymarriage.com. Go to episode 267, download that PDF. It's not exhaustive. It's, you know, we put everything in there that we just discussed, add more to it. If you have other things, add to it. If some of this doesn't pertain to you, put NA for now, but come back to it a year from now and see where you're at. It's a start. It's being prepared for what may happen. We don't know when, only God knows, but at least in the event that something does happen, the surviving spouse or family members can easily and readily start taking care of your household. And that is a true blessing for you, your kids, and everyone else around. So please come on over, grab that. Like Elisa said, it is free for you guys. Um, gosh, love you guys, Wall. We want your picture, so we want to get you guys up here on the Love You Guys Wall of Fame because when we talk about a show like this one, we get to look at you guys and say, we love you guys, and we want you to be around for a long time, which we really, really do hope so. Um, so get your face up here on this wall. Send it. Send a, your highest quality picture. And I mean, when I say highest quality, try to give me a megabyte or two, please. Um, info at one extraordinary marriage.com subject, subject line. Love you guys pick. We will get you up here. We'll take care of the rest. You guys this week, get your, our family emergency list, go through it, complete it, have it ready. We love you guys have a fantastic week and we will catch you next week.